Hi, and thanks for listening. This is part two of two in our conversation around the insurrection in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Uh, If you missed part one, you can catch it on iTunes or any of the other podcast playing apps. Um, Thanks very much for listening. I I think that Facebook should be taken over and broken up. (sighs) Yeah. Well, it's, you know, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, like that's, they're, they're all three of those things. I mean, I, you know, door, and I have to say, you know, I'm everything that Steven said, amen to like, absolutely. I'm completely 100% uh, in agreement with all of that for the very reasons that he said. And that is that we are on the right, we see ourselves. And I would say, like with beyond contention, we are on the right side of this in vis-a-vis Trump. Mm. But we are not always going to be our side and our politics are not always going to be right. Mm. And our opinions and our fashions are absolutely going to be wrong mm. because we're fallible. Yeah. And and I don't want to be on the receiving end of the shutdown of, you know, the free exchange of ideas. And, Me neither. Mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Dorsey, Jack Dorsey in interviews, obviously I know, I know none of these people, but he seems a bit more thoughtful about it. Zuckerberg really yes. just seems mercenary yes. in his, you know, sort of yeah. shareholder yes. price and maximizing the value of the company. Agreed. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. But absolutely. Dorsey seems to at least be thinking about this. And he has said that, like, mm-hmm. I don't think we handled the Trump thing the right way. And we're probably overcompensating a little bit. You know, my issue is that, you know, maybe you you ban him for a month, several months, a lifetime mm-hmm. ban. Like you can never. I mean, I don't what know. What are the odds? What are the odds that they switch course? I think that they're going to switch course. I, I agree with you. I do too. I do, I do too. I, I, it won't I agree. look good it, because yeah. free speech folks are already on their ass. You know, yeah, already. Well, on Alexei Nalvani, the dude that was like poisoned by tr- by Putin twice. You know, the the mm. Novichok guy that yeah, they yeah, like yeah. put yeah, the yeah. poison. He's against the the Trump Twitter ban. Like wow. you don't you. There's no one more bona fide in the <laughs> in the defense of free speech than that guy. Wow. And yeah. you mm-hmm. know, so I tr- I trust his moral compass when it comes to stuff like that. It seems wow. uh, it seems like a bad move. I I, I wonder though, uh, and I'm not fully committed to this perspective, mm-hmm. but I want to push back a little bit on where mm-hmm. you and the kind of land that you and Stephen have kind of planted your flag on, which is to say, like, what do you do about hate speech? Like, what do you, what what do you, what do you, what is your response when you say, when someone says, okay, someone shouldn't have the power to shut someone down, but they haven't shut him down. What they've done is they've said, as you do, as one might have happened, as one might experience with any company that is a privately owned entity that has a ru- that has certain rules that they yeah. insist that you follow in order to have a relationship with them like you sign mm-hmm. on to 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 mm-hmm. um, twitter and you sign on the line that is dotted mm-hmm. that i'm going to do this mm-hmm. and do that and abide mm-hmm. by your rules of conduct la 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 you mm-hmm. break those and they say okay contract ripped up you can go shout on the street corner and trump can he can, he still has a presidential platform. He can, he can call a press conference anytime he wants. He, he can do that. He can go onto some other smaller network and yell into the wind as much as he would like. But mm-hmm. if two, and uh, so the question is actually twofold. One, 
Mm-hmm. What do you do with the argument that he's just run afoul of a private company and, and um and he's broken the contract that he's had with with said mm-hmm. company? And two, company. Mm-hmm. what do you do with people who argue that hate speech just shouldn't shouldn't be allowed into public discourse? Okay, I reject that entirely and would want to dunk all over that idea. Which the one? idea that the 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 hate speech part. Oh, okay. Like if the 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 corridor with within which you will be able to make acceptable speech in the public discourse will get increasingly narrow as the country becomes more and more decadent and refined in its opinions. Mm-hmm. So it it will become the case that it won't just be that you can't say certain words, you can't say certain words certain ways. Mm. Like it, right. I mm. I absolutely I mean and historically I would I would point all over the historical map for for areas it as support that as human beings our very best defense against tyranny and hatred is free speech absolutely full stop the principle no matter how ugly it gets and how awful it is so that's a b for the twitter thing and i know steven wants to say something Mm -hmm. the problem is that twitter didn't enforce its rules the Mm. problem is that twitter avoided enforcing its own rules because trump was a special case Mm. like you know, the the escalation for Twitter is, okay, your account shut down for 24 hours unless you remove these tweets. You know, then there's another escalation, another escalation. No, should Twitter be able to eventually suspend someone from the platform for incorrect speech? Of course they should. But I also am absolutely in favor of getting uh, rid of FCC 230. Like, I yeah. think these companies mm-hmm. should be liable for the speech that they uh, that they allow to be published on their platforms. Me too. Mm-hmm. They would That would shut the shit down immediately. As right. soon as you could go to court and right. sue Facebook for a right. million dollars. Right. For shit that was put on, like they would absolutely start policing their speech. Right. So of course, I I think the other argument, and I I, I just don't buy it on a number of levels. Mm. Um, but the most important is, and the in the first is that I think free speech is a principle, and I think you know I, I'm nearly deontological with it. Mm. Meaning, mm-hmm, like in the mm-hmm. Kantian sense of like nearly making it a rule, probably not quite that. I would go more with it's a virtue. Like you just okay. you have to let. You have to let people say the stupid, ugly shit that they're going to say mm. because you trust that most humans aren't going to stand for that. Mm. You, yeah, you, and yeah, mm. yes, um, yeah. I, I think it's a rabbit hole. No one can tell you what fully explain what hate speech is, and then how were they regulated? You know, and mm. if they do, they have some sort of definition. Both of you ended up agreeing with they should have stopped this shit up earlier. They weren't following mm. their own rules. Mm-hmm. We're both on that. I agree with that. Mm. I, I kept there was a germ of a thought that kept developing around this idea of letting people say what they want to say and our hearts not being large enough to hear it or dismiss mm. it. Mm. And so I was wondering about that. I was curious. I am curious about how you can't say cuss words on television, but you can hear cuss words in the home. You can hear cuss words everywhere else. Mm-hmm. It felt like a false morality that mm-hmm. the public was sort of trying to get over on us. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now you can basically say anything on network television, and you can certainly say it on HBO and online and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it felt like a false thing. And I remember as a kid, I might have told you the story before, but I was uh, I remember being. It was I was in the first grade and I was walking home and we had just had graduation ceremonies. I'm walking home, whatever. 
And I remember saying pussy out loud over and over again because I thought it was funny because I mm-hmm. got all the kids to go, ooh, right? <laughs> I didn't even know what pussy meant. <laughs> I just knew that it had power. Mm. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, whatever, I remember certain moments in my life in school, I'd say things that I knew would get a rise out of the teacher or the <laughs> students. Mm-hmm. And and then the excuse is that you can't say that word, and but you're – but. Our parents are saying it and, the, mm, you know, mm. you know, you know, blue, blue material and records and stuff. And we're hearing mm. it and we're, and we're being told that mm. until we're 18 and we can't use these words. But of course, mm-hmm. we're using these words as kids. We're doing mm. it out of mm. view. Mm. But I take taking the 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 um, the power out of the words is more important to me or I think a more um, thoughtful, engaged way of engaging language. Mm-hmm. So I'm moving towards that with. How would that look? How I mean, we already live in that world, so why have the pretense? I think that's mm. my focus. Mm. And then also the platforms for someone like a Trump who can have his word amplified through the media. So mm. it's not just enough that he's using uh, Twitter to spew hate speech or nonsense or flat-out lies. It's that we have to hear them over and over again, you know, magnified in the mm. public sphere, which I think I find very offensive, you know. Mm. Because you want to be informed, but you don't want to be inflamed all the fucking time about some dumbass tweet, mm, you know. Mm, and so, yeah, I mean, the way I have, that, there's no end to what I have to say, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the way you guys have alluded to uh, the pernicious effect of Trump's tweets makes me think of, um, yeah, how they they set me on this, and and we talked about this the last time. They not 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 just they, but other people who respond quite energetically to his his bile and venom um mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. me on a on a on a kind of habitual ring around the rosy with doom scrolling you know i i i mm-hmm. I, I ended up yes. I ended up being one of those people who's like up at two o'clock in the morning, just like, mm. what did he say now? What did, how did yeah. he respond? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what are we going to do about that? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't need to, I don't need to live my life like that at mm-hmm. all. Like that is a waste. No one does. That is a waste of all of this. Um, yes. Absolutely. Intellect and energy and, and that's what human he generosity. And insight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And inside and in the imagination. Yeah. 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 That's what he wants. He wants to colonize your brain right. with his nonsense. Right. Uh, he wants all oh, yeah. the attention. Right. And, and, you know, and so that's yeah. why he's as, per- I mean, you know, in that way, we're lucky that, you know, we got demagogue light, you know, uh, that, yes. that, uncapped, that uncapped the bottle. Seriously. I mean, it's really the, the main, his main, his main master is his narcissism and his ego. A white national identity, not you know mm-hmm, a transnational mm-hmm. white identity, whatever. I mean, those are just useful foils. Those right, those are and I, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. We fucking dodged a bullet because if it was someone yes. who was like but, a Josh Hawley, who was just a you know he's yeah. a little smarter and he's not that much of a narcissist, like mm-hmm. and he had the kind of power that Trump mm-hmm. had, like uh, this. This place would start to look real different within a year. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine you know someone like that. In all, I mean, it doesn't take much of a tweak historically. So imagine someone like that. Holly's a great example. Cruz is another one. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's say in the 2020 election, Biden had won, 
but the Democrats had lost the House and Senate. Mm. Yeah. And 7,000 people are outside the Capitol and there's a rally. Mm. What do you think the votes for the certification of the Electoral College look like mm. on that date? I, 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 I don't trust that vote. Like, mm. that, that's a really... Like that is, and and then that's it. That's like game over. You're nailing the coffin shut yes. at that point. Game like over. that's it. Yeah. And um, I don't know that we come back from something like that. Not without something like a revolution, like an actual, like awful, terrible, horrible revolution. Um, but are we going to learn the lessons from demagogue light? Are we going to learn these lessons? That is really like on my mind. I know. I know. Me I mean, I don't know. I really. I, know. I mean, I actually think this is one of those moments when. I don't often make this argument, but I think now is when you need to have key human beings in key places making really key decisions. Um, yeah. It's sort of like the, the sort of greatest man theory. But if we don't have people, particularly, I think, in the Department of Justice and in the, in the, in the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the criminal prosecution, um, mechanisms that we have in government really going after the people who are at the bottom of, at the center of this insurrection, mm-hmm. including Trump himself. If we don't have these people held to account, mm-hmm. we're, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough ride from here on. Yeah. I mean, I believe that. I also think that it matters what the less quote unquote consequential people do like I think it ma- I mean you know I, I didn't used to think this way but my you know having studied religious movements as closely as I have for as many years as I have mm-hmm. a very few people can make a very 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 large difference mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. just it's just it, it, no one I don't care who you take the smartest historian cultural cl- cultural critic in the world drop them in the Sea of Galilee at the turn of the millennia, and no one predicts Christianity as the dominant world religion. In mm. like it just, that right. is not what you are guessing for history. It's mm. not, this is not anything like it was, you would, there's no way on earth you would have guessed that. And mm. if you had said it, you would have been laughed at. Right. So our ability to predict uh, history's currents is absolutely abysmal. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally inadequate. Mm-hmm. So as far as, you know, what exactly we can do, we can treat each other better. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you like it. we, mm-hmm. I, I, we can treat each other. Like I can listen to, um, you know, my relatives who are Trump supporters and mm-hmm. I can, mm-hmm. I can, I can work on my own patients to have a, a measured, thoughtful conversation with them. Like mm-hmm. that, I know that that does, you know, is it the same thing as Eric Holder if he were, you know, to be the attorney general? I know he's not. I think I guess Merrick Garland, mm-hmm. right? I guess Merrick Garland's going to be the Merrick attorney general. Right. Is it the same thing as like a just prosecute? No, of course not. But, you know, that's one, one potentially it's one fewer body that's not at the front of of that riot, that insurrection. That's I completely what, you know, I, agree. I, I think those things matter. Uh, I really do. I, in, in addition to good people being in good places, you, you followed it up well, Travis, with what I was going to say, or similar, similar to what you're going to say, is that there's so much more power that we have as individuals who are not in power, so to speak, to manage our social situations and to manage the things that we are terrorized or, 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 or fearful of, or we have so much more power to exercise. 
And to give it up to public officials to change things is a mistake. They're yeah. part of that process, yeah. but we're also part of that process mm-hmm. in terms of holding them accountable, but also holding ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that people know that they have that kind of power, honestly. I feel like people are more good. driven to the last, like, what did I write down? I was saying, the thing is, I think that you're, you deserve the benefit of knowing yourself, knowing your community, your culture, your history, and to build community in a strong republic. So you can't always, you can't, I mean, algorithms aren't going to teach you a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're just going to confirm what you think you believe. So you need mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable. And if anything, we're in an uncomfortable space. But during the um, insurrection, people were calling for healing. And I'm like, you haven't even examined <laughs> what you're healing from. This is, right. And so it felt like a spiritual bypassing. You know, you know that fra- phrase, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You, you got to look at this stuff. But looking at it, you're going to have to, you know, not be so you're going to have to listen more in some cases than talk. Mm. And don't abdicate your responsibilities to Biden. I mean, you'll be sorely disappointed, not necessarily mm. because he'll do things that are wrong. It's just that there's no way he can satisfy mm-hmm. what's going on in this country holistically. Mm. What he can do is be political. When he was talking to, I think, the civil rights leaders in a phone call, he was like, we can't keep on saying defund the police, defund the police, because they already yeah. put that on us. Right. Let's lower that rhetoric so right. that we can get... Um, Warnock and Ossoff through, right? right and I right. said, like, you know, that's that's a smart way to kind of think about it. Do you know, think there, there got to be better ways to manage expectations about what the government can and cannot do for you. And I think I really, I go back to my Carter. I like Carter a lot. I know he made mistakes, but I like Carter a lot because- Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he cared about people. And I think that he was in a political situation where- the, the country was dealing with race and dealing with gender equity and a whole host of things way before, you know, AIDS and way before crack and, and mass incarcerations, all of that. I think he was trying to see something larger and that the, the people were like, what time? Lower my heat. Buy less gas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> accountability honestly, I, was not there in that I'm person. Yeah, I'm with you on the Carter thing. Like, I think, you know, my my armchair opinion of Carter's main failing is that he mm. was too optimistic about the American people. Indeed. He was, he was just, he I'm was done. just, I'm off the podcast. L- I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just wow. a little, you know, I'm not saying that we won't ever get there. I'm not saying that, you know, there's something in our DNA that it makes us incapable of that kind of generosity and forethought. Mm-hmm. But at that time and place, Carter was just a little naive about what the American people were actually capable of digesting about themselves. But, you know, that sword cuts both ways. And I think that even the most mm. sort of, um, not even, I, I think that someone who's quite fervently conservative would say, Exactly the same thing, but with different emphasis, right? He, he would say, okay. like, or she yes. would say, Carter was Absolutely. so naive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I want to add on to that. Mm-hmm. One of the ways in which I came to understand how good, a genuinely good a human being Jimmy Carter is, is that, you know, up until I think he's 92 or 96 now, either he or mm-hmm. Rosalind are 96 and he's or she is 92. Anyway, mm-hmm. him. Up until the point where he got too physically weak to be able to do it, you know what he was doing with his time? He was He's bu- teaching at a Sunday school, and no, and building help, building, building houses house. for, for mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter 
hammer and nail in hand, helping yes. to make buildings mm-hmm. for people to live in. Absolutely. Can you mm-hmm. picture, and I, you know, let's, let's get down to brass tacks. Can you fucking picture Bill Clinton doing that? Can you picture- Or Obama. Thank you. Or Obama. Yeah, no. Right. Absolutely. Or Bush. Right. Or Reagan. No, none right. of them. Mm-hmm. None of these yeah. guys getting their hands dirty, like mm-hmm. literally pushing a wheelbarrow up a ramp to build mm-hmm. houses for poor people. Yeah, yeah, he was a good human being. But it follows yeah. their policies. I mean, it's not yeah. hard that, yeah. to run yeah. to the end of that sentence. You yeah. know, that's why yeah. I like Carter. And the more I read mm. about him, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they teased him. Woo, they were that man. Yeah. Peanut mm-hmm. farmer. I remember being a kid, that peanut farmer. Yeah. Look at Billy Bush. And yeah. what's, mm. it was Billy Bush. Wow, there are two Billy Bushes, and they're both fuck ups. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't make that connection. Um, yeah. Rosalind yeah. Carter. I mean, these were. Genuinely, people who wanted to do good, you know, um, in my estimation. But I don't get that from Reagan. So I want to I want to shout out someone I, who who is uh, sorry. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. I, mean, I want to actually because we're coming up on time. Do your shout out, and then I actually want to ask you each a question that I'd okay. like to close out with. So, so oh, cool. on the New York Times podcast, the Daily, um, I get mm-hmm. it on my through Spotify. I get like a a, a, a a daily like mix that includes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I forget the name of the reporter, but he interviewed Peter Mayer, M-E-I-J-E-R, from, I think it is the third district in Michigan. I know it's Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for an, about an hour, talking about um, what led him to be one of 10, only 10 Republicans in the House, to vote for impeachment. Mm-hmm. And I have to say... I, if Peter and I were in the same room and we like talk through all his policy positions and his ideologies and mine, we would probably not agree on much. But what impressed me was when pressed, and, and I really don't like it that reporters in the last 10, 15, I don't know how many years have really started to depend on the regret question and the, um, uh, so and the, and disappointment question too much. Like I, I find those questions to be just intellectually lazy. But mm-hmm. when they were posed to him, mm-hmm. this is what you hear on the podcast him do several times. <sighs> okay, so I went to my Republican colleagues and, you know, I tried to, and he, and he, he did that like mm-hmm. soul level sigh where he mm-hmm. was saying to us essentially, look, I came in here to do good. And I'm being, I'm essentially find myself surrounded by this cabal of people, um, mm-hmm. some of whom are very happy to lie to their constituents and gin them up to do something that is horrible. And I could not in good conscience go along with it. And you could mm. hear him earnestly trying to pick a road, right, where he wasn't going to be completely vilified by his conference or by his, um, his new, um, Colleagues, because he's, as I mm-hmm. said, he's an incoming freshman, um, uh, congressperson, mm-hmm. congressman. And also try and, and, and pick a path that would allow him to maintain his personal integrity. So I mm-hmm. want to say, you know, there are not a lot of people like him in government. A- apparently, if, you know, if we go by the count, right. 10 of them, on, maybe. On either side. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, for, and, and I just want to say, like, bless him. Like mm-hmm. he's someone who's not an existential enemy. Mm-hmm. I could talk, I could have a conversation with Peter Meyer. We could mm-hmm. figure out if I was in Congress with him, I think we could figure out a way forward. Mm-hmm. So I just want to shout him out. Right. Um, 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I do think, I think, you know, none of us uh, know what it's like to have the full brunt of that pressure to vote with our tribe and to, oh, yes. and to, and you know, I mean, whatever you think of Mitt Romney, I mean, to have been the sole Republican to vote to impeach Trump when that was agreed. Not, I mean, mm-hmm. agreed. that took that was real huge. strength of character. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my, my question to both of you, and I, I want to preface it so it's not leading. I, you both know that I am uh, suspicious of um, either side of the political aisles ability to regulate themselves based purely on the opinions that are in vogue on that side. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that principles should guide us. And I think mm-hmm. that principles guiding us is something that is uncommon for people for progressives. And it's uncommon for people who call themselves conservative. Agreed. So that's that's that is at the heart of the question. You mm-hmm. both have social networks that are far deeper than mine in progressive communities between work um, uh, friendships, family, etc. Mm-hmm. In your experience, since you know Trump, you know four years of Trump, January sixth, all the rest. What is your assessment of where your social networks, your progressive social networks, are at? Are they actually committed to the ideas uh, or to the principles? that we would defend as progressives or are they committed to the, their, their progressive tribal affiliations in, in their opinions and in their level of emotional energy around these topics? So you want me to answer first, Stephen, or you want to go? Yeah, I'm gathering okay. a couple things in my head. Yeah. So I have a real gut response to that question, which is, I do think that here we go. A lot of people in my art networks mm-hmm. are more concerned really with their tribal affiliation than they are with principle. Mm-hmm. I absolutely feel that because, because especially given that there have been moments when I've popped up on Hyperallergic and written an op-ed or a piece, like the, the, the piece that representation alone will not save us, which I got mm-hmm. a lot of love for, but certain, mm-hmm. I, but I noticed that they provoke certain people who I think would gamely describe themselves as being on the left. Provokes them to be really angry with me, like when I wrote that piece mm-hmm. about um, about um, the Whitney Biennial and Simone Lee's clapback to yes. the um, mm-hmm. critics who had piece. come mm-hmm. after, uh, who had dismissed the, the, the Biennial, and and. Couple of artists I knew personally, like basically went on to Twitter and said that I was called my called me or my argument stupid. Um, and there's a way in which when I make an argument that we should not say things publicly, should not should should not publicly say things like "fuck the police," because what we're doing is we're dismissing out of hand an entire profession, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Recog- while, while, while recognizing that the profession deeply flawed and, and needs systemic change, systemic change, mm-hmm. still would not say fuck the police. There are people mm-hmm. who gladly came onto my, well, at least one woman, gladly came onto my Facebook um, post and was like, fuck the police all day long, fuck them. And I want to say, she, I think she was young, but I want to say, why is it that 
folks in my neck of the woods, in my network, in my networks can get so exercised when somebody makes a point on principle to call, essentially to call them from the tribe, right? To call them out and say, oh, you don't really belong. You're not really part. You're not really one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, but you show much less fervent, um, uh, uh, interest when someone finds a principle that could, we could actually really sort of cement ourselves to. Like, I find that there are too many people in my neck of the woods who, for me, it feels like their commitment is, is a fashionable one. It feels like it's fashionable to care about black and brown people and to, and to use language like BIPOC mm. and mm-hmm. um, tone policing and, um, you know, the, 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 the hundred shibboleths that, that, that mm. indicate that we belong to the same um, tribe. I, I find that there aren't enough principled people in my neck of the woods. And I consider myself one. Mm-hmm. Not infallible, but principled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think you, yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. it bothers me. It really bothers me. And it should. Me. It should. It should Thank bother you. you. You know, um, tribal versus principle. So I feel really grateful that I'm around people who are constantly questioning things. So mm. it's the opposite for me, mm. Seth. Mm. That I was looking at the people in my some of my immediate circles, people I talk to almost every day or at least a week, and the different professions they're in, whether it's corporate America, their cultural institutions, artists, higher education, they seem to be more engaged with principles than the the tribalism. There's tribalism there, but it's not as strong mm. as I don't like this, but I see the point of this. Mm. You know, it's not dismissed mm. out hand. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the friends of mine who aren't thinking very deeply about some of those things, mm. you know, those very things that I think are, um, and it's, it's less tribal than it's just a lack of interest mm. mm-hmm. or profound disinterest in having to be called to a point. What do you believe? Mm-hmm. So it can be dismissed out by mm-hmm. a joke. And I've caught a couple of my friends. I'm like, what do you really mean though? What do you want from this? What do you mm-hmm. think about this? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a fatigue. Mm-hmm. Of being of all the information, mm-hmm. but fortunately, like with my friend Carla, definitely Sean. Sean is this is what I believe, and this is what I thought about, and this is why I think this. Tell me something different. Let's talk about this. Yeah, Sean is and really so, thoughtful. He's really thoughtful. Sean is extremely thoughtful. Chris yeah. is very thoughtful, mm-hmm. and there is so th- I was thinking about as an example. I was trying to figure out an example where an unpopular opinion popped up in one of our talks Mm -hmm. and having to talk it through Mm -hmm. and listen to people, Nagara, other people who are just, they're keeping track. (laughs) They have memory. They can crunch information. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for having those kinds of people around because they teach me, one, to be a better and more responsible thinker. Mm -hmm. And also, like, and I I throw myself in a lot with the people sometimes who aren't thinking about these things. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or I pushed that over there because I was too whatever at that time. I can't deal with that. Mm. So I'm interested more in that, personally interested more in the ideas. And I'm grateful that I'm around people who actually are more principled than casting their lot with the tribe. Because the tribe is suspect. And the tribe needs to regulate itself like any other social system. Who are the pariahs? 
who believes mm. this, who says they believe this, but they really don't believe it, but they won't say it on record, <laughs> you mm. know, all of that. Mm. So you have to continuously, mm. that's how the I think the identity is derived from the pariahs or the people mm. on the margins. And mm. I'm very suspect. I'm, and I, my last point is that I mm. wrote a piece a long time ago about this idea of being kicked out of the black club because I wasn't doing this. I got kicked out of the gay club because I wasn't, I didn't believe in that. And it made mm-hmm. me laugh. And I'm just like, good. I don't want to be in any of these clubs. I want to be me. Mm-hmm. And I was younger and I was trying to like articulate something that I didn't fully get at the time, but it's becoming more, um, coming more clearly into view mm-hmm. that there's no safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. There's no safety in yeah. numbers. So mm-hmm. cast that aside. What do you really believe? Mm-hmm. Do you know? So, and also not just to believe fashionably for that moment. What are you thinking about 10, 15, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. What would that look like based on what you're saying about this now? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Thank you both for that. And I appreciate actually that that order worked out well because I think Stephen's answer is a bit more hopeful for, <laughs> for the future of the country. Uh, I'm weirdly the optimistic about people. Yeah. yeah. I'm weirdly optimistic. But yeah. I, well, I, that doesn't sound like optimistic. It just sounds like that's your experience and Steph's experience is different. Um, yeah. Oh, good you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't really have anything to add to it except to say that, you know, I. In my own experience, which is, is very different than you, I, I tend to trust people who are not involved in in opinion making and 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 mm. the manufacturing of cultural products. Mm. Like mm. I, in my in my experience, the av- you can have a pretty honest, thoughtful conversation with the average person oh, because yeah. they are thinking about things in a way that is not so clearly demarcated by their associations so okay all right i think we're up 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 on time yeah so yeah um thank you very much for the conversation hopefully you know we don't have more doom and gloom to discuss give me more interactions yeah 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 yeah. that's an ugly 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 world but you know what if it if it means that we're going Um, to get to be not purity we need we need something to let's do something here you know let's I don't think anything yeah. is inevitable, but I do think that we can learn from everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, my friends, I'll talk to you guys. All right, later. Take care. Right.